0: Hey guys, welcome to Broadcast, episode number 530. I'm Chris. I'm John. And I'm Paul. I didn't know if Paul was delayed or <laughs> he was just cutting up. And we're a weekly podcast that comes to
1: you in three ways. The first being the weekend geek, bring you the top geek stories of the past week. Next is the list: the comic books that we are looking forward to coming out August 9th, 2023. Then we
0: follow that up with our weekly rotating main topic, and this week we're bringing you our monthly look back for July of 2023. So we talk about some of the new number ones we read, guys. We've been talking about comic books a lot on our comic book
1: podcast. Yeah, crazy. crazy. Uh, I mean, it's yeah. like we talk about comic books, we talk about beer, we talk about comic books, we talk about beer. Paul, what beer are yes. you drinking tonight?
2: <laughs> well, I brought this over to uh, my. Good friend's dad's <laughs> house uh, to enjoy a pool party with, but uh, is but John, your dad was so nice to make up uh what was it called again? A uh, uh spritz, uh, uh, a spritz, uh, an aperol, uh, aperol spritz. spritz. So nice that I I didn't end up cracking open this beer at all. It's a beer that I'd like to share with you at a pool party, especially at your dad's house, because it's it's the first time I had it was there, and that is of course the Trogs Nimble Giant. It's once in a year ale, and this is nine percent alcohol by volume. Uh, I'm gonna get another chance to share this with you at another pool, so I'll make sure I bring two. Uh, I can bring my own well. ball.
1: I can bring my okay, own. Okay, then
2: I will bring one for myself. You can bring one for yourself. Sounds good. This is a nine percenter. Uh, it's a big boy, but it's a once in a year beer, so it's it, it's just um it's drinks really quickly, really easily for being a nine percent. There is no hint at that 9% in there at all. Uh, I think it comes with a good uh, double IPA kind of flavor, good piney, resiny kind of uh, notes to it. It's not a juice bomb, but it's uh, yeah, it's like that nice uh, kind of more West Coast style, even though it's from PA. So I enjoy it. So they're yeah.
0: from the West Coast of PA.
2: That's probably Ooh. why
1: it's uh it's definitely up there is it's probably one of my favorite beers from Trogues. Um, yeah, and this is I consider this my anniversary beer. So I pick up a four pack every year. I had a can um on my anniversary, even though I should have had it the day before my anniversary because we drank them on uh, the, at the rehearsal dinner. but yes, yeah, it's a it's a one it's a once a year beer that comes out around my wedding anniversary. I always enjoy it, and I always enjoy uh, drinking it with my friend Paul. And I'd I'd say Chris, too, but he's never up here. I don't have it that one time. Well, no, you you either sent me a can
0: or you brought me down a can, though, one time. Yeah. I think when you came to Disney or just in, like, a a beer package, I can't remember. So I enjoyed it. So thank Thank you for thinking of me, even if it's an afterthought. It's all. yeah. I I, I, I was thinking about you when I when I saw this beer at my local (laughs) beer store and I sent you a picture of it as I was picking it up from the shelf because I was like, I knew this was coming, but I was surprised to see it. And this is Southern Tier Brewing Company's Caramel Pumpkin. Uh, This is their Imperial Pumpkin Ale. 8.6 percent ABV uh, brewed with caramel. Um i pumpkin's one of my all time favorite beers. I really do enjoy all the different iterations of it. just the regular pumpkin, the rum king when they did that Warlock's absolutely fantastic, so I was excited to see the caramel version of this on my beer store shelves, even though they didn't have the base version or warlock yet i uh, I knew I had to get it and i'm I need to get a little bit further into it before I come to a complete conclusion because. Very big caramel nose, but you still get that nice pumpkin, like spicy sweetness on the back end. But the mouthfeel, it's very light for how big that nose is. So why don't you talk about what you're drinking while I take another sip.
1: Uh, sure, I'm drinking from Founders, the Headless Gourdsman. This is a barrel-aged barrel ale with maple syrup and spices, coming in at 13.1%. It says, take your pumpkin pie spice love to the next level. The Headless Gourdsman is a harmonious blend of all things pumpkin spice, cinnamon, nutmeg, um... Uh, This time spent aging in bourbon barrels uh, that once held maple syrup provides subtle oak, sweet maple uh, for a fall beer. And this beer uh, drinks way too easy for 13.1 percent.
0: Yeah, that's a big boy.
1: You get a little bit of that alcohol, just like little pinpricks on on your tongue to just kind of say, Hey, um, the pumpkin spice, the maple, the oak, the bourbon, all are completely working together with this beer. It is really good. Um, I haven't been a pumpkin beer fan for the last couple years. Like, I'll have them, I'll enjoy them, I'll appreciate them, but it's not something I've been actively seeking out but when fall like hit hits <laughs> this is a beer that i want to like have where there's a slight chill in the air maybe we got a fire going in the back maybe you're i'm i just came in from raking the leaves but definitely um definitely want to enjoy this with with fall weather really I,
2: good i will ask you don't just uh just uh vacuum not vacuum but Lawn mow and, uh, bag your leaves? You, you actually rake them? Um,
1: yes, because I don't have a, uh, bagger on my mm. mower, and, uh... Um, bagger? I hardly mower. So,
2: the,
1: <laughs> the front yard, I just I blow... Said bagger, I hardly mower, get it? We aren't yeah. talking about Pee-wee Herman's death yet, Chris. Calm down. Um... I can just blow. I can just blow my leaves into the street, and they come by and they suck all the oh. leaves up. So the backyard, I mow into a big pile, and then uh, rake them up into a thing and put them out by the end, the drive or the street. Is that, is that okay, Paul? This
2: lawn care moment was brought to you by Scott's <laughs> Turf Builder. Remember, people, the falls when you want actually to, actually to build small. your turf for next year. <laughs> um. Very big, we were actually.
0: <laughs> very big caramel sweetness on this. Like when you take a big sip of it, it almost tastes like diabetes. Like my teeth shudder at the horror, but it's a very big like creme brulee flavor on it. And then I don't want to say it's ghosty, but that flavor like, just washes over your tongue. And then you're just kind of left with that pumpkin like spice sitting there. still. So it's like like you just licked a bunch of. Like cinnamon, and like you still feel it on your tongue. So you're like, oh, it's kind of, kind of almost accurate. I better, I better take another sip to, to clear that off. Mmm, caramel. Oh, this is good. I don't, I don't think I like it more than the base pumpkin. I don't think I like it more than warlock. But I'm glad to have tried and have like three more bottles of this in the fridge for. Getting into spooky season. There you go. How did you, you
2: feel, Chris? Are Mostly they, are, still there. Okay, good. They're not shuddering anymore. Not not right now. But you know why? Because of our sponsor
0: this week, native. No. <laughs> Anyways,
2: uh <laughs> the all natural toothpaste. I'm just gonna bill companies. Just send them, be like yeah. <laughs> send them an invoice. Mentioned
1: you. That's how it works, right?
2: What's really yeah, tough right?
1: is on our Skype call, uh, Paul doesn't have his camera on because he's having some internet connection problems. But I can visually see him right now laughing to himself. Like, it's oh, it's yeah. in my head. I know it. But it also is like, he, he keeps talking, and I'm like, where's he coming from? I don't, <laughs> I don't see him. And these internet connection issues are brought to you by T-Mobile. 5G at home. <laughs>
2: Cracking himself up.
0: <laughs> at least, uh, at least someone thinks he's funny. <laughs> yeah. uh, but heading into the weekend in geek, we always start this off now with our summer movie blockbuster bracket buster update. And this past weekend, we actually had Disney's Haunted Mansion movie come out. And guys, this might be where where I stumble because I had picked this to go ahead. Uh, haunted mansion only opened with 24.2 million dollars which is not enough to beat the Flash's 55 you both picked the flash over this flash moves on haunted mansion does not um i don't remember exactly what i said when i picked this movie to move ahead but what i didn't take into account was the fact that we are all still just living in barbie's world because barbie still did another 93 million dollars. Last weekend, like, weekend alone, like, Friday through Sunday, another $93 million. Um,
1: Barbie's second week beat most of the movies on this bracket. Yes. Their opening weekends.
0: It's insane, like.
1: The
2: drop-off for Oppenheimer as well was a smaller drop-off. They both only dropped 43% this week, week over week, or weekend to weekend. So both uh, held below the. 50% fifty percent standard drop off you see. So, so both I mean, of the are holding on well.
0: Not that it ma- like matters, but Haunted Mansion might see a little bit of a bounce back. Like
1: I'm hoping I, so. Yeah but it's, the thing is is you got Ninja Turtles opening this true. week. And mm-hmm. anyone who is going to take their family to go see Haunted Mansion, I think is gonna see Turtles. Yeah. And and Turtles isn't on our list, right? Uh, Turtles was not because when I
0: was building the list, there was no information about this movie available yet. It was literally so, like on all of the solic- solicitation stuff as Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles' untitled movie. And there was no cast, no description, no information about it. Also, it's like, well, is that even going to come out? And then I think a month after we, we picked our uh, selections for the bracket... That's when they put out the first teaser for it and they announced like the cast list for it. I was like, oh, this movie looks awesome. This probably should have been on our list, on the bracket. But, you know, things happen. Movies are back. It took their time to get there. Uh, Haunted Mansion, <clears throat> though, it's a good movie. We saw it opening weekend and I really enjoyed it. I don't think it's the best movie ever, but it's definitely a good adaptation of The Haunted Mansion. It's a lot of fun. Uh, everyone does a fantastic job in it. I I love Danny DeVito in it because he's basically Frank Reynolds. <laughs> uh, a lot of fun. I I look forward to more people seeing this movie down the road and being like, oh, you know what movie? It was good. One mansion.
1: Because it's definitely tell, better than
0: the Eddie Murphy one.
1: I told Caitlin that this is one that I want to see in the theaters. And, you know, when you have a two-month-old, it's just tough to get out. Yeah. Um... We obviously live in
0: Orlando, Florida, so all the showings for this movie were like selling out. I'm sure it's probably not this anecdotal. I'm sure it's not doing that well everywhere else if it only did $24 million. Because all that money probably came from cinemas based in Los Angeles or Orlando because proximity to parks. But
2: And also you like air conditioning in the movie theater. Yes. That's that's why we wanted to see movies as kids. <laughs> Get out of the hot house. Get in some AC.
1: Sorry, without me not being on video, I feel like I'm not participating.
0: <laughs> uh, it,
1: it also it also doesn't help when you start a sentence and we can't hear it. <laughs> oh.
0: It happens, buddy. Trust me, I've I've been there. There was like a whole like year where I recorded off of just my phone on speaker that mm-hmm.
1: it happens Dude, i had to do that earlier this year
0: oh. that's how we learn that's how we grow uh ready <laughs> get into the actual i don't know man i'm just trying to, just trying to move this thing ahead somehow I was uh, all, right. all right all right <laughs> let's get into the news uh i prefaced this off in our pre-show talk that i had some puns i wanted to put out there because it's what he would have wanted uh so my very first one, because I couldn't just decide on one. Uh R. I P We.
2: Mm. 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 Nicely done. Nicely uh done.
0: the secret word of the day is grief. Mm. Uh mm. and then he's a he's a gunner, Dottie, a rebel. <laughs> <laughs> uh because Fitness yes. Strong. We we la- we laugh, but that's how we deal with our sadness because uh, childhood icon, Pee Wee Herman, a.k.a. Paul Rubens, passed away at the age of 70 this past weekend. John's the one that broke that news to me, like, right after it happened. I was like, that's
1: not the kind of text message you want to get from your friend. <laughs> you see Pee Wee Herman, you're like, oh. Uh, yeah, I have the same thing. I was at a baseball game, um, and I had just started dating Caitlin, and she sent me a thing, like, third inning of the game. Robin Williams killed himself, and I'm like, what? <laughs> what? Uh, yeah. No, you don't want that. Um, Paul Rubens. Yeah. I mean, I grew up watching Pee Wee's Playhouse. I loved the Pee Wee's, you know, Big Adventure, Big Top Pee Wee. I, I I loved both of those. Um, and then I was always excited whenever Paul Rubens popped up in something, you know, uh, the spleen and mystery men um, showing up. Chris, I sent you the uh, <laughs> 30 Rock where he's like the. I can't remember the Duke's name. Yeah, um, but I love. He, I he's love... one of the bad guys in the original Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie. Yeah. he's like the vampire guy. Um, I always loved when he popped up because he was just like part of my childhood. He I was mean, just he somebody... had
0: he had a a long history of popping up in movie theaters. We can we can say that. Uh... <laughs> I didn't have to see Paul was Just the oh. Uh
1: yeah. Um, uh, I guess a long battling um cancer that he never really told anybody.
0: Yeah, I mean it's kind of smacks of Chadwick Boseman, where it's just something like he was dealing with on his own, and people close to him knew, but it was never really publicized or talked about at all. And I mean he was still popping up in things or like making appearances as Pee Wee Herman, and I did not know he was seventy years old. Yeah. I mean the math yeah. works out, like I don't doubt that, but
1: he he was a good looking seventy, like quite spry. Yeah. Uh another thing, that suit
0: still. I couldn't do that.
1: Another thing that uh just recently because of this, somebody um Catherine O'Hara shared this, that um Danny Elfman was putting on a concert of all his um different things that he's written for movies and everything. And um Paul Rubens, Catherine O'Hara, and him are um. stuck in barrel. Yep. So he brought both of them out to perform that with him on stage, uh, which I thought was kind of fun. It was in, it was fun to see them bring him bring those characters out, and then for them to sing it together, which was a lot of fun.
0: Yeah. So I, I wish I had one more. Pun to end on, but I don't. I mean, so.
1: hey, I I threw the uh, softball of uh, popping up in movie theaters, so. <laughs> um,
0: you got a bonus know, one out of that. There, that, was a, that was a good one. I mean, a couple things you'll always remember. Pee Wee Herman and the Alamo, I guess. Uh, John, you brought some news to the table uh, right before we started recording. If you want to start that, I'm going to actually close my shades because it's getting dark out. I'll be right back.
1: Is it the Post Malone thing or is it no, the Lucky uh, trailer?
0: The, the Fantastic 4.
1: Oh, the Fantastic 4. Yeah. Yeah. Did because I, we're going to play another round of Who Day? Who Day? Oh, stupid things Yeah. Anyway. Um so uh comicbook.com um is quoting Hot Mike um which is reported scoops and I guess they are usually their scoops usually pan out. Um, but it's reported that um, it's a 95% confirmation that uh, Vanessa Kirby will be playing Sue Storm in the upcoming uh, Fantastic Four movie. Um, she is probably best known for being in um, Dead, uh, Dead Reckoning, uh, the Mission Impossible movie with a role um, which may have been Um, confirmed uh, by the actress um, Pam Calamifetetti who plays Mantis in Guardians of the Galaxy who said that she was excited for Kirby to join the Marvel Cinematic Universe Uh, and then they
2: were both in Dead Reckoning together
1: yes Uh, and then you have um, Joseph Quinn uh, who played Eddie Munson in Stranger Things um, going up for uh, Johnny Storm, which I think would be kind of a fun a fun, uh, fun Johnny. He seems like not only does he did a great job in Stranger Things, but everything that, that press that summer after that, he seemed like a really stand-up guy and someone that the internet world really likes.
0: Yeah, that character really resonated with the public so i i have no no issues with it i don't know vanessa kirby i haven't seen dead reckoning but when i she's when I pulled one, i'm like Boston. okay she's a blonde actress i was like yeah she i can see her as a sea storm
1: um and He's
2: then not, uh you play see uh the daughter of the first villain from the first mission impossible movie
1: Huh, interesting. What was the other uh, news that you had? Uh I had mentioned uh that Post Malone has bought the one ring. Uh Chris, you wanna finish finish it Because 'Cause you're the the magic guy.
0: I am the magic guy and I applaud you for finally realizing that.
1: I've I've always known.
0: Um About two months ago, Wizards of the Coast released a special Magic the Gathering supplemental set um, tying into the Lord of the Rings books. It's a standalone set. It can still be played alongside Magic the Gathering. Uh, If you want to smash all of your cards together, you're free to. Um, But this is what they're calling Universes Beyond, where they're doing properties outside of their own Magic IP. Uh, They also have a Doctor Who one coming out at some point within the next few months. They've previously done one with Warhammer 40k. Um, it's just kind of like a fun fun way to play around with other properties. Uh, but one of the things that they have in the set is obviously a card for the one ring. Like It's an artifact. It's something that you can just open up in packs. But they did a special serialized version of it where it's numbered, like like foil stamped, one of one. So there is literally only one of this card available. And someone in Canada opened it up from a pack. Uh, as soon as Wizards has announced they were doing this promotion, there was almost like a uh, a bidding war for it where different people, businesses are saying, hey, if you find the one-of-one one ring, we'll give you a million dollars for it. Oh, if you find it, we'll give you $1.4 million and we'll fly you to where we are in Spain. Like, a lot of people are doing this. Uh, but the guy who opened it, as soon as he opened it up, uh, Post Malone reached out to him and was like, "Hey man, I want to buy that card off of you. <laughs> I'll give you two million dollars and probably like a pair of Crocs or something. I don't know. Because uh, Post Malone is a huge Magic: The Gathering fan. He's made multiple appearances on the uh, Command Nights.
2: Uh, oh, Johnny YouTube uh, show. Jimmy, Jimmy,
0: uh... Jimmy Chu. Jimmy... I don't... I The guy, you know he,
2: him. I know he He used to do a lot of Fantastic Feasts, and that's how I know him.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. They, Wizards of the Coast also did a special Magic the Gathering secret layer set with Post Malone, like where they put him in a bunch of cards. John's attacking bugs. Um, oh, yes. I think it's really cool. Uh, he's not just a, a fan, but... He's, he's deep in it, he's got those uh, deep pockets. Spend two million dollars for a serialized card. Good on yeah. you, boy.
1: Um, he was on like this is previous to this, but he was like on um Howard Stern, and they asked him like, "You got it. You know, you make a lot of money. Like, what have you spent the most money on? Uh, you know, a car, a this or that?" And he like stopped. He thinks about it. He goes like a Pokemon card. <laughs> and like Robin's like, laughing he's like what? Pokemon card? Yeah, I probably spent like 90,000 uh, for this really cool Charizard card. <laughs> so yeah, he's he's a big a big time nerd. And I I'm not a huge Post Malone music fan, but I'm a Post Malone fan um cuz just like anytime he pops up on stuff, he was on uh Good Mythical Morning. And, like, he, they said he's the most excited person they've ever brought there, walking them backstage. And he knew everybody's name just from watching the show so much. He was like, oh, is that, the, is that Jordan? Can I go say hi to Jordan? Like, he's just one of those people that things that he loves, he
0: loves. There's We don't have it in Florida. I don't know if it's up in Buffalo yet, but there's a... Chicken Finger restaurant called Raising Canes. Yeah, Raising Canes. That he loves and like he he bought a franchise for it. Like he he owns his own
1: Chicken Finger restaurant now. Like he's in the he's in commercials for it. <laughs> I haven't seen that. That's awesome. Yeah, it's him and the owner sleeping in sleeping bags in the floor of the restaurant. Amazing. So like, he's a he's a Shaquille O'Neal
2: of Chicken Finger restaurants. Because Shaquille O'Neal owns a lot of the uh, Papa Johns.
0: Yeah,
2: that's true. It's
0: true. true.
2: Neil also does commercials for him. Yeah, because they got
0: rid of Papa John because he was racist.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: don't know how to segue that, but we got the trailer for Loki
1: season two. <laughs> uh, looks really good. Um, I I don't know about you guys, but I could not get into uh secret invasion I just kind of didn't care. I I watched it. I enjoyed it, but it didn't have
0: the wow effect that Loki season 1 or WandaVision did. I think those are the two standouts of the like television cinematic universe as we begin our journey into talking about those on the Marvel's uh retrospective. You'll hear more soon, but I I liked it, but it seemed half baked. Like it needed a little bit more time. And I know they had announced it when they announced all the Disney plus shows, but it just didn't seem finalized. And I don't know if that was due to production crutch with everything going on with COVID or if just the changing nature of the movies kind of sidetracked some of the stuff that they were going to do or wanted to do, but
1: yeah, it, it didn't hit. Uh but also they might have siphoned all the money that Secret Wars was gonna use for Loki season two because this thing looks, it looks a huge lot huge and it
0: epic. it looks better, and I don't mean like, oh it seems like it's gonna be more enjoyable. Like no, the actual look of the show seems a lot more stylized, the effects are a lot more like finished.
1: Yeah. yeah.
2: Paul, did uh, you watch the trailer? Yes, I did, and it's hey, short rounds in it. <laughs> he is Lee Lu Kwan, Ki Ho Kwan. I, I, oh, key, Okay, yeah. Sorry, I didn't. Yeah, he's in it, and that's great because he's having a comeback with uh, everything. And though I, I do feel like this tra- trailer uh shows me that I'm still not going to get what I originally wanted out of Loki, which is like. Loki does time jumping and like having fun adventures in that timeline, like the reverse Doctor Who. Like mm-hmm. instead of going places and like helping things, he was like the god of mischief, and oh, I guess things went wrong, and then pops out. I'm a little stinker, <laughs> yeah, kind of thing. And you know his famous line I he be... says in all
0: the Avengers movies.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. It was in the. Uh, I think that's Bugs Bunny. Useful. No, Bugs Bunny wasn't in
0: any both. of the
2: Avengers movies. Where, hmm. where do you think Bugs Bunny got the line from? Loki. Loki. It's like it's going to be dealing a lot more with the TVA, which I'm not excited about, but it looks like it's going to be a buddy cop kind of vibe with Owen Wilson and uh, Tom Hiddleston, which I Wait, am but- kind of there for. Owen Wilson's weird wig that he's wearing. You know, it's it's fine. That's a
0: it doesn't, three, it's a three-buddy cop. <laughs> Owen Wilson, Loki, and the wig. <laughs> <laughs> Cue the wig's
2: famous, famous catchphrase, he's a little sinker. Oh, no, no. Everybody thought it was Owen Wilson saying, wow, all these years. It was really that wig. It's just the wig. It's just the wig. It was the wig all along. Uh,
0: John got up to get his next beer. So while he's grabbing that, do you have one that you're going to be cracking open? Because you're going gonna...
2: yeah, to... I can't remember what you said in the free show. Are you open, a uh, sloppy boy or a silly boy? I'm just to... having two because they're both... Yeah, they're both big boys. So I'm going to become a sloppy, silly boy. Because I'm uh, not on camera. You guys can't see it. That's true. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. But I got, yeah, Dragon's Milk Reserve. I'm not ready for it. So oh, okay. gonna... oh, you grabbed the it's... s'mores, ball? Yeah. Oh, you knew. You knew exactly what I It just
1: came out. It's like you know, I, just brought... I just brought it in. Yeah.
0: I'll have to see if I can get that one here, because I get a good amount of the Dragon's Milk Reserve. not all of them, but they pop up at my beer store, and I'm always happy to see them.
2: It was Harry Potter's for thick, you know, the other day. So I, I, and it was my, also Neville's birthday, birthday I, but nobody ever birthday. talks about that. <laughs> it, all I did. The long bottom's birthday. Uh So I was like, ah, I'll pick up this, the Dragon's Milk Reserve, you know, because it's kind of like a big, like, I don't know, kind of Harry Potter-ish, like, beer. So I'm, I'm not a big fan of the uh, butterbeer, <clears> <throat> but like the homemade butter beers. Like, I haven't found a recipe I actually enjoy. Uh, so that's why I picked it up. And, you know, with the s'mores variety, I was like, oh, that'll, that'll be nice to get into the spooky season like you guys were saying. Oh, you got you to gotta get into spooky season. Uh, talk about that
1: later. John, you got any other news or do you, do you want to talk about your beer? Uh, I will talk about my beer. And my beer is Founders All Night IPA Session Black IPA. <clears throat> this comes in the variety pack that Paul and I tried beginning of the summer, uh, springtime, uh, springtime, summerish. Um, but this one—that was ahead. a crimson that was in there. That there was a crimson red, and the west, the west coast, the west coast um, is replaced with the all day chill which I believe is the cold, cold IPA. And this replaced the, the red. 4.7%. Mm. Uh, big, big, roasty Porter kind of roast mm. followed up by a thin bitter. Um, But that roast really kind of stays in, in there for us. Session beer, a lot of big roast to it. Um, if somebody gave this to me as a porter with this Loa ABV, I probably would be impressed mm-hmm. because it definitely delivers the roastiness. <coughs> I would love a little more hot bitter to it to kind of make it more black IPA. Yeah. Um, but for a Session Black IPA or a Session Porter, um, I think this is pretty good. The fact that you can't get Black IPAs, um, the fact that you can get this one right now, uh, it's pretty good. And it's a pretty decent beer.
2: Uh, I like Kidville as a variety pack out. And they have a Schwartz beer in that. Or a Black Lager. Um, uh, and that was okay. Have you, did you pick up that variety pack from, uh, is it Serenity? Yeah, Elkville? It's Elkaville, right? yeah. No. Yeah, yeah. And they got <clears throat> a pills, a the, uh, Black Lager, a Melbach.
1: Yeah, it's like a nice, it's a nice one. German pack.
2: Yeah, it's like the Euro style.
1: Yeah. And
2: I picked it up because I'm like, oh man, I used to love the, uh, from Southern tier, the Eurotrash trash pills, right, and I was hoping that that would kind of be in a similar vein. Nothing out of that pack was bad, but nothing out of that pack was um wow, worth writing to the soldiers about I thought it was I thought it was solid fridge filler, everything in that pack
1: yeah i I would expect them I would expect Ellicaville to make those basic. Classic styles well, since that's what those brewers want to make, but they're forced to make uh, fruity stuff because that's what sells from their brewery. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But Chris, I mean fruity stuff. You, had, you mean like blueberry wheat? Blueberry, yes, blueberry yeah, wheat, which that, is their like flagship nah. beer. But the the next biggest beer that they've made since then is their strawberry crunch bar that tastes like a strawberry crunch ice cream bar. Mm-hmm. And then the Platters orange chocolate, the Platters and Platters is a chocolate house out this way. Platters raspberry truffle, Platters this, Platters sponge candy. Like that's been the big thing that they've made, made their money off of because none of their IPA stay around. None of their this stay around. They make fruity beers. But Chris, if so there's,
0: anything, there's anything wrong, Captain Lawrence, what Captain Lawrence? Uh, I am drinking the New their York City Golden Delicious. This is an ale aged in apple brandy barrels, 10% ABV. Um, this is a limited release. Uh, the barrels were provided by Laird's Apple Brandy, uh, mm. and it does call out the fact that this was a bronze medal winner. At the Great American Beer Fest in 2008 for wooden barrel aged strong beer, as well as a bronze medal winner in the 2012 Great American Beer Fest for the same category. And right off the bat, like taking a sniff of it, it's big apple flavor on it. And then when you take like your your draw sip off of it, it's just very big oak and apple sweetness. I'm surprised this is only ten percent for how much of that like apple brandy flavor pulls off. It's not as uh Pappy Van Winkle, like it's not as like hitchy in the face as that is from uh Voodoo. But this is definitely a sipper. Wow. <clears throat> uh very big, very flavorful, but still light. Uh Depending on how long we go today, I might try to do some science and do the golden delicious with the caramel pumpkin. Mm. Ooh. we'll we'll see what happens.
1: Yeah. I had to move like my delicious pumpkin delicious caramel apple maybe. I moved my pumpkin beer uh, to the table far away from me because I was just like glip 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 drinking it way too fast. Now Chris, I got a pumpkin beer from Founders and a black IPA from Founders. As someone who used to live by the brewery and would get their different things that they weren't bottling, do you remember them ever having a black IPA or a pumpkin beer? Uh, I do. I don't remember the name of it.
0: I can call it up, though, because I
1: remember I really enjoyed it. So for listeners who don't know, Chris had moved uh, to Michigan and then Chris would... At different points of the night on different weekdays and weekends, I would get a text from him that just said, "Drinking a rye red IPA called T- Tiger Napalm from founders right now. it's delicious yeah. and then I didn't,
0: have, I didn't have anything else there <laughs> except for being <laughs> two minutes away from founders, and I loved it. yeah, but great I would get the sandwiches these... great beer
1: get these texts. Oh, I'm having this beer. And I'll be like... I'm very happy for him, but I'm unhappy for me that I cannot drink this right now. Uh, so,
0: black IPAs that I had from founders... Excuse me. Uh, ...were the Dark Penance, which was a double black Imperial IPA. The Black Rye, which I think they put out everywhere. No? No? Okay. Well, that one is really good, too. Uh And then... <laughs> Also, a uh, barrel-aged black barley wine. <laughs> mm, not is... a black IPA, but there was that. Uh, but they also did do a maple barrel-aged black IPA as well that I checked into. So, yeah. Yeah. It was great. Like, they, they would just do, like, small one-offs for the brewery. And it's like, you would go one day and they would have it. And you'd go, like, three days later and it would be gone. But they would have something else. Different or they would have like one of their standby beers and a firkin with cherries or cherries something. and because they had like this machine actually that they would like pit the cherries with it. It looked like a stethoscope almost. <laughs> uh but then they would just like look those right into the, the cask, you know. Really, really cool. I saw I saw it, it was like super awesome. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. That's a for us. deep, deep cut. Only for us. <laughs> listeners will not understand that. I've, and I'll have to play this for my son. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but speaking of other things you can do with your son, you can always take him comic book shopping. Because,
1: guys, it's a new comic book day.
0: i uh, talk about I, some
1: comics. I take my, comic, my son comic book shopping uh, every couple weeks. Because he usually requests some type of toy or expensive thing as well as several comic books. Uh, but something that he won't want to read, but I will want to read is world finest teen Titans. Number two, uh, number one kind of leaves you on a cliffhanger of who the big bad for this book's going to be. Um, and Mark Wade is, is bringing the love for the, the teen Titans. Uh, Mark Wade can write kids very well, and I mean we found that out with what he did with Archie, and um, he gives a really nice voice to to those classic titans that we'll talk about in our next segment.
0: Yeah, th- uh, this is also on my poll list. Uh, spoilers for when we do get there. Yeah, I want to read more of this, and as soon as I saw the title, World's Finest. Teen Titans, and the fact that it was being written by Mark Way, I was like, okay, yeah, this is a no-brainer. This is going on on the poll list.
2: Paul. Chris. <laughs> I, I said, yes, Chris.
0: Oh, we didn't hear oh, that. We just heard. We Chris.
2: heard. <laughs> Chris. <laughs> uh, what, man, what apparently you I have a
1: lisp. I did not realize it. I mean, I'm looking boy, forward I, so. to... You don't have a man, lisp. You, you used to have a slight stutter. remembering I, that. She's such a good friend. Uh, No, that's my favorite uh, moment of but, you getting mad and yelling at your wife where you really, really meant it is she told everybody you had a lisp and you were like, I don't have a lisp. I had a slight stutter. So, sorry. When you said that, it made me think of... I had of my for this. For, for this podcast. Those parts.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Worked on it for years. Just for the two. This podcast, yeah, he traded on for the forward list. To superman. <laughs> <laughs> superman, Three annual. Uh, I've picked up a couple of issues of Superman and I thought they were good. This is uh telling us supposedly with this issue, they're going to be tying together what's been happening and also teasing the big event for Superman coming in 2024. So, you know what. Uh for one shot, yeah, I'll pick it up. I'll see what's going on. Cause yeah. Superman working with uh um, has been the thing that I absolutely loved, but hey. It link I do I have been enjoying Superman that they let him just be the heroic like blue boy scout again. You know, not needing to be anything else other than
1: that. Uh, yeah, I, I was surprised that you didn't pick up or talk about, and I had sent it to you to see if you're interested in it, was the Superman, the last days of Lex Luthor, number one. I thought that would have been something. That I was a, a little afraid of it. Pick it up.
2: Yeah, I'm a little afraid that it would be like dour. But you it's know, Mark Waid like, and
1: Brian Hitch, Paul. Yeah, he'll, he'll jump into it a on
2: a number like four. <laughs> yeah, when it gets to four, and I know it's the initial challenge book, not just the number one, it like won't come out ever. It won't finish. But no, I uh, it up a couple even after really sure, um, it closed. I was a little afraid that it'd be a little too heavy. Sure. Chris, I what are you re- looking forward to? Know, let's do a second
0: time trying to throw a review. Reviews of the... It's a black label, yes, but reviews of it are actually like really solid. So, maybe uh, we circle people
2: back. like things. And I want Superman to be... I want Superman to wear bright blue. You know what I mean? Like, I want him yeah. to be... In the sunlight, in broad daylight. I don't need him to be in the kind of like, oh, Lex Luthor's dying. Should I? Am I having a moral quandary about whether or not I should save him? No, Superman should save Lex Luthor. He should.
1: Okay, he, he should. <laughs> did
0: you read that this? text, text that <laughs> I did.
1: <laughs> I
2: threw it to you three times now. I heard all your, all your choice, um, <laughs> and I didn't list once. <laughs> uh, nor did I stutter. My,
0: my book for this week is actually a book for Yanni, because part of the fun of going to the comic book store is when I do get to take her with me, or if I go to the like shop and there's a book that she pre-ordered or or has on the pull that comes out, because it's it's. It's me being, uh, giving. It's like, hey, I'm not going to the comic book store for me. I'm going for us.
1: I do that with my son! <laughs> it's the same thing. I feel the same way. Uh,
0: but she actually got into, uh, Marvel Comics' Cindy Moon Silk because they just started a new Silk miniseries a couple months ago, and when we were going through the shop, she saw the first one, and I was like, oh, like, this is something I was thinking about picking up. She was like, Okay. Can I read it? It's like, yeah. So um, she really dug it. So we've been buying silk. Uh issue number four comes out this week. Cindy's on an adventure through the dreamscape. Hey, that's kind of tying into night terrors. Uh where she's trying to find a way out, but each issue is her in like a different dream that she needs to escape from. Like the first one's kind of like a cry noir. And then there was like a a cowboy one. Uh, it's just weird fun, uh, written by Emily Kim, art by E. It's only a six-issue miniseries, but they're doing the thing where each one of these is its own numbered part of the miniseries, but then they also have the legacy numbers on it. So I'm sure once this wraps up, there's probably going to be a new Silk number one. Hey, it's back as an ongoing legacy number 48 or whatever it's going to be.
2: You know, you can have the death of uh, Ms. Marvel come out one week, and then the very next week uh, with the X Men gala, you can have Ms. Marvel come back. Because not only is she an inhuman, she's also mutant now.
0: And not only do we talk about comic books that are coming out, we also read them dramatically. And now. A dramatic reading from Barnstormers, number one, page 22, panel five. Congratulations. That was a dramatic reading from Barnstormers, number one, page 22, panel five.
1: Do you recognize that, bud? <laughs> I was gonna. I was just gonna say. Do you want to do a dramatic reading of the text my dad sent me? Oh,
0: okay. Yeah, we can, we can do that.
1: Wait, what? My dad sent me uh, three texts, and I snapshotted it and sent it to Chris because I knew he'd get a kick out of it. All right. Thanks. Wait, am I dramatic reading it? Do you no. recognize this butt? Pick. That was supposed to be a video. <laughs> yeah. Dad's a weird guy. <laughs> this is very weird. I also have, like, the videos being sent, but it must be, like, nine minutes long, because it's been, like, circling to, like, load for 20 minutes now. Oh, maybe you're downloading it on Paul's internet. Oh! <laughs> Turn yeah. off the Wi-Fi. What
2: am I in here? That's so slow. <laughs> Uh, uh, that's that's are we, fun. Are we main topic guys? We're main topic guys.
1: I don't know where we want to start. Why don't <laughs> we start with Paul's book, my book, and then do the two DC books? Okay. Sounds good. Well, with my book,
2: it didn't start as a book as you guys told me because this is a comicsology's original. and by oh my goodness, I clicked on the page to have it load into my internet so slow that it doesn't want to go. Art uh, art art by that's what I'm listening. Tula Lote. Uh thank you. You're uh welcome. and this oh, of, of biplanes and people go like being amazed that hey. People can fly. And so you have these single prop uh, engine uh, pilots going town to town and offering to take people up into the air for a dollar, you know, because it's such a novel thing. There are no big main huge planes. There are no jet engines. It's all propeller planes, uh, you know, by wing kind of stuff. And uh, this guy that's come back from the war you know, is uh, trying to set this up and to be a barnstormer going town to town, and he's trying to drum up business, and he thinks he's drummed up a great big business because he got a hold of a uh, telephone operator a girl to call ahead to the town, and he 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 kind of lands in the middle of this party, thinking it's for him, but the party's actually for uh, a wedding and uh The groom does not take kindly to his shenanigans, Uh, basically uh, beats him up, ties him down in the basement, and he has to escape. And now I'm giving away the end of the book. He escapes only to find the only reason he escapes is because the bride uh, let him out. And it's like, you're going to take me with you in your plane because I want out. And uh, there we go. What do you guys
1: think about this book?
2: This I want book to know more about the
0: creepy robot monster that's stalking him.
1: Uh, that's the part where this book switched to like good and interesting. Because really? the first part of the book, I forgot about that part because that's it's, the most amusing
0: uh, <laughs> part to me. But they don't do
1: anything with it. Uh, yeah, and he's also called Mister Baby, which is yeah. <laughs> Mister Baby is like, he found me. Mr. I thought Baby I did think he was there. I could I could smell the oil and the the gears or whatever. Uh yeah, that was like the part where I was like, oh, this is interesting because this first part of the book is kind of boring. Like it's a lot of just exposition mm-hmm. blah 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 blah. And they even try to twist you into it as like, and that's when he got away with murder. Um but then it kind of switches. It it's this runaway bride with this barnstormer where they they fly off and obviously this well-to-do mobster maybe guy who's her husband uh is going to be trying to track him down and that's where it got kind of interesting um for me i don't know if i would read issue two but i would probably maybe read the trade of it if I heard good things. Um, I think the book looks really nice. Yeah.
2: I think it looks nice. I feel like a lot of the times I felt it was very stilted. Like there is no real action going on. It's just freeze frames.
1: Yeah, but it's nice looking. It yeah. is nice
2: looking. Yeah, it has. The watercolor quality with the colorist with coloring, um, I think everybody's posed well. You know, it, it nobody's there's no weird anatomy problems. Everybody looks like humans, which is great. And uh, yeah, but I didn't get really sold on
1: any action. But then again, not much action really happens. Well, I, I mean, there's a plane that's crashing into a wedding. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: I I land more positively on this book because it is gorgeous. Like, it looks fantastic. But it, imagine it's the Rocketeer, except he doesn't have a jetpack, and he's not as likable as Cliff is.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And that was kind of like what was holding me up in this book until Mr. Baby turns up. And then at the end when you have like the mobster guy, I'm pretty sure that's Mr. Baby behind him because he's got the same eyes. It's the guy that kind of looks like...
1: Yeah, the guy with the hat.
0: Judge, yeah. uh, The judge from Roger Rabbit. Roger
1: Rabbit. Um, Well, because the thing also ends with, like, 140 people die, including these two. And I'm the one who killed them. And I was like, I hope it's that guy with the glowing eyes. Pretty sure.
2: Pretty sure it
0: is. Uh,
1: I don't remember how much this book
0: was. I think... If I was reading this as, like, the Comixology exclusive where I was, like, a subscriber and I just had access to it to read it, I would probably have liked it a little bit more. But since I, there was, like, a buy-in cost for it, and it didn't, like, instantly grab me right off the back.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, also, it when I went it. to buy it on Amazon, um, <clears throat> it was trying to sell me a physical copy to mm-hmm. order and have it mailed to me. And I was like, well, I got to... <laughs> I gotta read this by tomorrow, so I had to go in and figure out how to click and get the the uh, digital copy. But I didn't hate it. I didn't love it. I am more on the liked it, really liked it. But again, it was like I started reading it. I read the first two pages, closed the book, and then went to read. Um, another story and kind of saved this for last and then started reading it. And once Mr. Baby showed up, I was like, okay, this is getting weird. I, I like this. I like this a little bit more.
0: Paul, are you going to buy number two?
1: I'm thinking about,
2: I, I think I'm with you guys. I would probably wait for a trade of it. <clears throat> like a deep discount trade because 3 on each of these, I think it looks, I think the artistic process that went into it is probably worth it. Yeah, like I don't want to discount the effort and, and what's on the page. It's just that story-wise, though, I want more to have, you know, because they got like three sub, they got three plot lines going on now, or four if you count the murder, the guy that's actually going to come and kill them. So I kind of. It's gonna to have to be a little spread out, so I'd want a bigger chunk of that story all at once. But I was Fair. hard up because Hawkerl number one wasn't good. Oh really? It was
0: no. Because oh, I saw that on the shelf when I went to the comic book store today, and I I thought about grabbing it, but I was like, oh no, like, and I literally said like, oh maybe if Paul picks that for look back, I'll just buy it digital. But so not man? good.
2: It's just, you know, bad retelling of an origin, Mm -hmm. and it's not a good one. And then uh, X-Men Hellfire Gala 2023 is, like, all about Ms. Marvel and, like, needing to know she died, (laughs) because that's that's how it starts. And then Mm -hmm. it gets interesting at the end, but it wasn't it's so deep inside of the X-Men and Ms. Marvel stuff right now. I'm like, I I don't know. Uh,
0: when I was looking at the trades at my comic shop today, they had a <clears throat> X-Men like, omnibus. That was the first six issues of House of X and then the first six issues of Power of X. And I was actually thinking about picking it up because it is something that I did enjoy when we started reading that when Hickman relaunched it. And then I looked at the price, and it was like $45, and I was like, I could probably wait for these to be cheaper on Comicsology and just buy them that way. Mm-hmm. I mean, it would be more difficult to read, having to click through the multiple like titles to get to the next issue. But at that point, $45 is a lot for something that I don't even know when I would sit down and read it, because I still have another stack of shame to get through with a bunch of other trades that I haven't read yet. But it is something I care about. I just... No, as soon as I finish reading that, I'm gonna have to read like four more X-Men trade paperbacks that all tie in and then launch something else for a crossover. So it's it's on the list someday.
2: And that's yeah, that's the problem. Even with X-Men Hellfire Gala twenty twenty three, it's definitely a launching point for the next story. Which can be fun. But, you know, sometimes you want something condensed, something in its own world, something set um, off into maybe a fantasy world.
1: Yeah. And that's where we're going to find <clears throat> my pick, uh, The Hunger and the Dusk. This is written by G. Willow Wilson. Art by Chris Wildgoose. It's a great name. <clears throat> um, and I this mean, is
0: Chris. It's...
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, This is, like, as Paul said, it's a a fantasy, sword and sorcery kind of book. Um, The people of this world are orcs and humans. They've battled for years. They've had a truce where they stay on this side, we stay on this side. And the two have wandered into each other's territory. But now orcs and man have come together to fight this ancient kind of foe that's... um, <clears throat> that is attacking where they are going to be trying to unify the two because if the two don't work together, they won't be able to beat this. They're kind of almost like sword wielding zombies um, who are brutal and savage and <clears throat> will kill everybody and eat the women and children. Um, And you follow. I I, I was trying to look for the. The main character's name, who um, he's a knight, uh, who you're going to be following, who's taking on the prince of the orcs' cousin Terra, who is a healer. Um, she's joining their crew to help unify everybody, um, and I I really liked this. I thought it was a really good book. I thought it looked great, um, and I had a lot of fun with it.
0: I also don't remember the guy's name, and I'm.
1: I know like he's go back
0: through and looking for it. And the
1: the knight, the warrior, uh, has a group who are the smallest of the groups who are there to protect the realm against orcs. And he's one of the smallest groups. He's not one of the richest groups, but the orc king. Picked him and his group to take on his cousin and do this because he found honor in that guy. He <clears throat> stayed behind to fight off orcs to save the group, and it was last able. Last men standing. The last the men, men standing. standing. That, that's the yeah the 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 last men standing is the name of his group. Um. <clears throat> his name's Callum. But he um he stayed to fight off these men so he could save, so he could try to save the other men. And he found this, uh, very noble of him and picked him personally to take on his, uh, his cousin. But I, I really like this book. I, it's something I definitely plan on continuing on. When I saw this book, I was like, Oh, it's okay. It's just going to be another one of these sword and sorcery books. I've, Picked a couple of these over the last couple months, and none of them they've been okay. um But what sold me on this was G Willow Wilson, who I do really like, and I thought the story and everything. You know, it's a story that we've seen before of to unify these two groups. The one has to go with the other. Blah blah blah. You've seen that before, but there's something fresh about this. I don't know if it's the the creatures that they're fighting, but also it feels very um, Game of Thrones as well, but I like it. I think the book looks great.
0: Yeah, the the artwork's fantastic. Like, the character designs are dope. Like, I I really enjoy this one a lot, and uh, when I went to the comic book store, I saw this on the shelf, and I picked it up, and I was like, oh, wait, this is the book I'm supposed to be reading today. <laughs> so I was like, I already bought this. Because uh, I saw the cover for it and I was like, oh, that looks cool. Um, but yeah, good, good pick. I'm glad you're going to keep up on it. Because this reminds me of some of those other uh, fantasy books that we've read. Like um, Wind, Yeah. the James Tinian book, where it's like its own world. And you're getting to know the world while you get to know the characters. And it's just so masterfully done that even though it's something... New and different, it's still kind of welcoming because you at least have a frame of reference for it, like you were saying.
2: Yeah. Like you yeah, have a frame of reference that, hey, orcs and humans don't get along. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. You know, we've seen that before. Uh, but we're going to bridge the two together. But when I saw this title, John, when you sent it, The Hunger in the Dusk, I'm like, what weird vampire BS can us read now? and it's not vampire <laughs> <I'm> like what <laughs> where's the vampires oh they're they're being attacked by vampires right and they're not vampires though so no vampires? Yeah, it, it took me by surprise <laughs> it's called the hunger and the dusk and no vampires um uh, yeah it's interesting they kind of feel like the marauders from like firefly like, hey, if you get too close to this one area that they're going to attack, you don't know when they're going to be coming upon you. But when they're upon you, that's it. Yeah. There's no cave. Right. the mar- That's what they were called. The Marauders. Rev- right?
0: Ravagers. Wait, ravagers.
2: Yeah. Ravagers. Yeah. And they're like cannibals. So, you know, kind of works. And yeah, I thought it was fun. Uh. I could definitely see reading this in a trade as well versus the, the the single issues just because I think it's a cool story, but I'd want, I'd want to spend the thing is I'd want to spend so much more time in that world than single issues could provide. Like when I'm ready to go there, I want to be there for a while.
1: I agree. I, I would agree. But it also like, I don't have many ongoing books that I'm like, oh, I'm looking forward to reading this week to week, where I like this enough that I would want to read it month to month, just to have something that I'm looking forward to to reading. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. But good pick, John. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Um, all right, so that's gonna have us into my two books. Uh, where do you want to go first? boys
1: uh why don't we do why don't we talk night terrors okay and then Mm -hmm. and then finish on the high note not that night terrors isn't a high note i did enjoy it but so
0: with night terrors we're going to be talking about night terrors number one but night terrors number one is basically number two because night terrors first blood is the actual book that kicks off the whole (laughs) event um
1: and John, I, which one of the two did he read again? Night Terror is number one. Okay, so he did not read.
0: So first he didn't the read. Word. Yeah, first, first one, which is read. yes, which is the one that kind of like kicks off the event, really sets the tone with the Nightmare Stone and what's happening with like the sleeping sickness and insomnia and uh, Doctor D. Because I read both of these back to back when I picked them up at the store. So it kind of blurred together, and I thought Night Terrors was a little bit more accept, uh, accessible when I was thinking back to it. Uh, I forgot that you're literally like just thrown right into the action, because this action picks up right where First Blood left off. So I feel like if you jump in with number one, you're getting half of the first issue
1: almost. Um, okay. Okay. Because I definitely feel like something has happened previous to this that I'm missing. Yeah. Yes. It's, yeah, dead man following around Batman and then jumping into Batman's body
2: (laughs) after Uh, the attack at Arkham Tower.
0: Yeah, because there's a a new villain in Simon who's after an item called the Nightmare Stone uh, that was hidden in someone's dreams by dr destiny and insomnia is trying to find it so he puts everybody in the world to sleep and that includes the dc universe's superheroes so it's up to a core group of heroes that are not asleep or do not sleep to solve this uh, and everything's kind of being spearheaded by the one and only boston brand the dead man himself uh, who's running around in the body of batman which has some really fun moments. I think most of those moments are in uh, First Blood, though. Paul, you can remind me if that's true, mm-hmm. since you just read these. Um,
2: this is... Uh, a, well, b- Dead Man doesn't really take over the body until the first issue. issue okay. well, The end of...
1: Yeah, because... The you First
2: have, Blood, beginning of... If you, want,
1: you have... You have Boston Brand jump as Batman jumping out a window, getting to the the ground and being like, anyone else would have trouble, but Batman's the most physically fit person I've ever been in. And then there's the moment where he takes off in the car and he's driving, but then when you see it, where he's gotten where he's going to go, he's crashed it. Like, he doesn't really know how to drive. He, okay, I, so
0: he tries to possess Batman in First Blood. And Batman, Batman basically rejects him. And, out.
2: Yeah. That's but what. Batman gives his, in the art, Batman gives himself, like, fish hooks? <laughs> he does. <laughs> it's, like, so weird. It's not like he's trying to purge, but he basically, like. Yeah. Yeah, he's forcing but, him out.
0: Uh, it's very much a horror-based uh, miniseries. There's some like downright nightmarish stuff in this, and that kind of spreads into some of the supplementary stuff, too. I'm not buying any of them. I made the decision not to. Even though I liked Night Terrorist enough to be interested in it, the only one that we've picked up is Zatanna, because Yanni wanted to read the Zatanna books. So I was like, okay, like... Mm-hmm. You gotta read these two first to get into it. Uh but the the Tannen one was actually really good. Uh I'm kind of interested in the Nightwing one too because the artwork in that one's being done by Daniel Di who did uh Seven Secrets from over at uh Boom Studios like last year, which I loved, so I kinda wanna see his take on Nightwing. Um but it's a crossover book that's I'm actually interested in. Uh, and Night Terrors does end on something of a cliffhanger with spoilers. Uh, Dead Man bringing back a zombie Sandman. Not the Lord of Dreams, but Wesley Dodds, the Sandman Mystery Theater Sandman, which I think is kind of cool in like a well, spooky, yuki kind of way.
2: He's not zombie, he, he's resurrected. He's got the Lazarus, like, brain or
1: whatever it is. So yeah, but he's resurrected himself. But he's not a zombie. He doesn't want brains, but he's a reanimated corpse. Yeah. I think is what Chris was saying. Oh. Uh, which uh, to which be
0: continued the, in the Brave and the Bizarre: Zombie Sandman and Batman Deadman team up.
2: Oh, I didn't read the 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 lower half. I was like, that was the last page. I'm done. I'm ready to jump on the call. <laughs> <laughs> and also uh,
0: behind behind his uh. Gas mask, you can see like his his flesh is like
1: rotting Mm off. Uh Wesley Dobbs is my Sandman. Like Sandman Mystery Theater is like just one of my favorite runs. I really enjoy that. Um so I was really excited at the end of this to see that and I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm down for issue two of this. Uh a lot of my sandman. From Justice
2: Society. Yeah. His sidekick. Yeah. See, we my all Sandman, have our own Sandman, Sandmans.
0: <laughs> uh, which is fun because that's something that they actually touch on in the the Sandman comic book too. It's different Sandman. Um, so I'm not honestly surprised that you like this, having only half of that intro story. So if you are interested in reading number two, would you go back and read?
1: First I don't Blood think you to, need to, and especially how Paul described it. It's just kind of like he's looking for the stone and brand tries to take over Batman before he puts all the superheroes to sleep. He rejects him. Then they put him to sleep. He can take over Batman's body because he's asleep now.
2: Yeah. But what if I were to tell you that in issue, uh, first blood that there's undeniable proof that Batman listens to and enjoys the beastie boys. Okay. Are, are you hooked? It's- don't you Did, want to see how that play, plays out? Don't you wanna know how
1: or why? Does it do that? Yes. Can you snapshot it and send it to me? The word bubble that no. explains it? Chris, can you do that? Since Paul Long? I don't really care awesome. I, you don't know, I don't really care. <laughs> no? Doesn't okay. doesn't uh it's a fictional character in a real band. I don't you know. <laughs>
2: Okay. Uh, uh, Paul, what did you think of this because listeners.
0: this is not not your kind of book
2: didn't love it okay. i don't understand hey okay we're bringing nightmare stuff into uh the real world and everything's just fleshy, fleshy gross like like i'm like wait the, the real doctors are in there how they've been twisted into monster creatures they look like something out of like beetlejuice you know when they take their heads and like squish, they like pull them apart, like pull them, so they got like a beak and a weird pointed head, like they're all monster creatures, like almost ish Yeah, don't like it. Don't like it. And then I am I am a little more interested in uh the Zatanna because she's not asleep, so it's like oh okay, I'm more interested in the heroes that are awake. During this than the than the sleeping ones that are having a nightmare. Guys, I've talked to you about this. I have nightmares. I wake up in the middle of the night screaming sometimes. They are not fun. I don't want my waking time spent on knowing that I will have a nightmare. That I will wake up in the middle of the night and lose sleep over. Screaming and waking up my own wife.
1: It's not fun. They're not good. So See, yeah, I, this was I have nightmares. I wake up and I try to go back in them.
0: Yeah, I've had that happen before too.
1: And I'm just like, "Oh, that was really creepy. Let's let's let's, let's get back in there and do it again." But you don't wake
2: yourself up screaming. No. So how bad of a nightmare could it have really been?
1: Um, I don't know. I guess I don't want to say anything that's insulting to you, Paul. <laughs> but no matter what, like bad dreams, scary dreams, like, uh-huh. Oh, I had a dream where, Oh geez, I got like in trouble at work or blah, blah, uh-huh. blah. Like I wake up, I don't wake up screaming. I just kind of wake up, go, Oh, that dream. And, and you try I go. to go back into that dream. Sometimes. Yeah. A lot of times if it's like really creepy or scary, I go right back into it. The work dreams that they're just in my head and I just go back into them and I'm there. But I don't have those very often. It's usually like, oh, you got to yeah, give but... a big you gotta give a big talk in front of this conference, and I'm like, oh oh i hate hate
2: talking to people
1: ah! The last one I
2: had was like the kid from the omen like Damien? I was... da- Damien yeah Damien, he came up to the side of my bed and like put both hands on it on the side of my bed and pushed down so like i kind of slid closer towards him and he started talking to me in this really weird whisper voice and i don't remember what he was saying but it creeped me out and i was trying to tell him to just leave
1: me alone You're and a sloppy boy, Paul. and it was so a sloppy <laughs> boy he didn't blink 2.1 apr financing
2: to this show you by your car's extended warranty.
0: This session beers 4.7% ABV. <laughs> Check out the
2: straw. Use your T Mobile internet to do so. Hype <laughs> use are a real thing, and you should pay attention to them. Yeah, creepy stuff like that, like nothing you want to hear. And I woke up screaming, Like, yelling at him. Like, but you, know like just, you know what I do want
0: to hear about? Your guys' thoughts on my. Other and final book, World's Finest
2: Teen Titans.
0: Uh, like it, we said before, written by Mark Waite, art by Emanuela Lupicino. Um
2: Boys, comic books are back. Yeah. And you know what else is back? Dragon's Milk Reserve S'mores from uh, from, New Be- uh, from New Holland. And uh, this is the s'mores variety. This is the 11% out of, uh ABV, <laughs> ABV. How many IBUs is it, though? Don't know, don't care. And this is a bourbon barrel aged beer. uh, Stout with chocolate, toasted marshmallow, and graham crackers and natural flavor. I do get a little bit of the marshmallow. Big on the oak with the vanilla, which might be played in with the uh, marshmallow. And then the aftertaste, nice little graham. Nice little bit of graham. It's not... As big and as forward as something more like from Southern Tier, their uh dessert beers. Mm. Like if I got a s'mores of uh from that Blackwater series, like that would be huge. This is like that dragon's age, dragon's okay. milk, big stout with a little hints of those flavors. Okay. It's decent, it's good, but when I saw s'mores, I was kind of thinking more of that Southern Tier. Blackwater and I'm kind of thinking I should probably try to find that S'mores Blackwater again. That was fun. It's a fun dessert beer. This is uh, just a good drinking beer. And that's what I really
0: like. And that's what makes the New Holland Dragon's Milk one of my favorite beers is it's something that whenever I get one, I want to sip it. I want to savor it Mm -hmm. because they're all very different and also flavorful and impactful that they're great for when you are sitting around just like playing games or like reading comics. Like it's something that I'm not constantly drinking because it's so big and flavorful that I don't need to constantly Mm -hmm. sip it. It's just like, after I read like a couple pages or like, you know, play a couple matches of magic, then I'm like, Oh, let me, let me rehydrate before I get into my next one.
1: Yeah, I've, I'm hit or miss on the Reserves. Um, I think they usually always deliver the flavors, but I'm sometimes they're not the flavors that I got them because it was the Reserve, like the yeah. mint chocolate one. I'm not a big mint guy. It was way too minty for me, but talking to people who loved mint, they were like, oh, yeah, that was great. Um, the Banana Foster's one, Chris, that you yeah. had, like, I could taste it through your description. And I was like, <laughs> no, I do not want that. Cause I don't like bananas. Um, I'm, yeah, I-
0: strangely enough, like I'm coming around to that artificial banana flavor. Um, last week, Yanni and I went to universal studios and they have the minions land now. And they have like a minions popsicle stand. And I got the minion one. So it looks like a minion, but it's like banana flavored. And it's in like a chocolate shell. And biting it into it, it was like that airhead's mm-hmm. banana taste, like taffy. laffy taffy. Uh, <laughs> that's the one. Uh, where it's just like, yeah, bananas don't taste like this, but it it was super good.
2: But have you guys seen that Adam Ruins Everything that talks about why the banana flavor doesn't taste like banana?
0: Because that's what bananas used to taste like. Exactly. And the current bananas banana. are so like would out. Like selective well, breeding. Uh, they're, uh, well, it's because they're,
2: they, it was. These are designed to like withstand a certain type A of um, infection. that the uh, they're banana called banana bears.
0: spiders, and they're
2: terrifying. <laughs> uh, and, uh, yeah, and yeah. these are Cavendish bananas, and they're yeah not as flavorful, but will grow more prosperous or something like that. Yeah.
1: Caitlin and, loves banana flavored stuff. Like um Warhorse um uh bomber uh cider series from them. They put out a Tutti Fruity, which is like banana runts, meets banana, laffy taffy. And she loved like she just loves that. Anything that's banana flavored, she's 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 all about. That's one of the reasons she loves Hefeweizens, is because they have that banana y taste. Hmm. Yeah. I get that, yeah.
0: I like that banana breadness. But guys. World's finest. World's finest. Much like banana, artificial banana flavorings is the world's finest fake fruit. Is this the world's finest updated take on a beloved superhero team? Because let me tell you, dear listener, it's weird that we're seeing the early days. Of the Mm -hmm. Teen Titans. Like, they're just coming together. But people have drones, they have cell phones, and yes, they have hashtags. So it's like a pseudo, like, updated take. It's almost kind of, not like an ultimates, but it feels like this would be a better Earth one than the actual Mm -hmm. Teen Titans Earth one that we got from, I think it was Jeff Lemire did that one?
1: Yeah. I mean, this is, again, their costumes are... retro
0: I oh mean, their costumes
1: this, are super retro this is mark wade's take on these characters so I, I like when i see that world's finest it's out of continuity in continuity kind of a thing like it's everything you like about these characters in previous incarnations brought kind of into the modern time
0: and if you say chris i'm only going to read a team titans book if it has robin surfing on the back of a stingray to a battle well boy have i got some good news for you cuz that happens in this book uh much like uh batman superman world Finest, this is just fun it's a love letter to what you like about these characters and it it works so well there's like i think a three or four page conversation between the Titans and their mentors about what it's like being a member of the Teen Titans. And you just see how loving and supportive all of the mentors are until you get to the Robin ones where Robin's the one that's like, well, why can't I hang out with them? And she's like, no, you can't. Their lives are in your hands.
2: But also we, we see that Roy is talking to nobody. He is. Because Oliver (laughs) isn't there.
0: And I think that's going to be kind of what the turning point for this, well, not this book, but these characters in this book is going to be, where Roy and uh, Robin are at such odds with each other, but I think they're very much children of the same parent, and it's going to take them realizing, like, yeah, they have an absent or, it feels bad to say, like, abusive, but, you know, like abrasive father figure that's not as loving and supportive as you're seeing from everybody else, that that's going to be what finally gets them to be like, oh, well, you're acting out, posting all this stuff online because you need that that feedback. You need those likes because you're you're not getting it from Oliver Queen. And I, I need to be a part of this team because I don't have a family at home. And I think it's going to be a nice moment when that inevitably happens in like issue two or three
1: yeah um, yeah and I think like Mark Wade as we've said before, like he's got a great way of boiling down the characters and finding what works with them all and and having care and love for the characters versus just oh, I put these people on the team blah 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 blah. you know like he's picked everyone for a reason and even bringing in um, bumblebee into the team um it's pretty nice it's it's nice especially i've been reading a lot of the um the dc i don't want to say like the the girl power where it's they're all in high school for they're superheroes but it's focusing most on the female team um i've been reading those with grayson cuz grayson watched the cartoon and we found the books at the library and we've been reading them um And she's a big character in that, because I've never really read her in any other comic books than just in that. So I was surprised and appreciated her being on the team.
0: Paul,
2: thoughts? Yeah, I, I I had a little bit of an issue with the retro throwback costumes, but in the modern era and they're having, like, modern problems, I'm like, okay, so what time frame... Like, I couldn't get my head around with what time frame they were actually... Mark Waid was actually playing with. Because it definitely seems like World's Finest is happening in the greater DCU, Mm -hmm. and I don't understand... This definitely can't. Right? Like, this doesn't... This is not happening now. So, is it happening back in the past, but... Is it? This is happening, happening now. In the past with the now, I, now. Think?
1: I, I think you're thinking. But when will switch? then be now?
0: <laughs>
1: it already happened. <laughs> when? Just now. Let's make it. Just now. Uh, I think you need to.
2: Yeah, I mean, need, I needed to. Do, yeah, I needed to, to let it go. I was having, I was ru- rubbing up against that kind of constantly every time they would bring up like drones or everything. And that kinda of took me out of the story. That's
1: that's it's not, I said, Mar- it's not Mark Wade's fault. This is a Paul problem. <laughs> I said, Oh, they got a drone. Oh. Okay. And then I just read the book and enjoyed it for what it was. Yeah, I I have but no I issues with it,
0: it being like pseudo updated time frame because like, yes, they're in the kind of retro costumes, but even their retro costumes are kind of sleek and slick and updated for the modern age um, would it make you feel better if this said like black label on the cover and World's Finest said that too
2: no and that's the thing with the phrase though I want to again I wanna talk about this the enjoy it for what it is mm-hmm. I need to get on the same page to understand what it is though and I never got there enjoy it for what it is Okay, but what is it? If
1: I it, don't, it is your classic. Rock it's what your, it is? It's your classic Teen Titans. Uh-huh. Told in the modern time. What is it's it? It's like Teen Titans Go, where it's
0: the original Titans, but well, I was gonna say today, but that cartoon came out in like 2000. So yeah.
2: 20 years It's the
0: characters from the 80s, but in the 2000s. This is the characters.
2: You know, they could These kids could have had drones back 20 years ago and been social media things and hashtags. Like, that was the thing 20 years ago. 2003. Was hashtags... No. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they were. Yeah, because hashtags were a thing as soon as Twitter became a thing and social media became a thing because that was the way to search Four things on Twitter, so is this happening in the real d c universe in the no it's not twenty Paul. years ago it's and fucking
1: not it's is it not? it's own it's thing Paul. it's out of continuity, it's its own thing, and it's just like you if you read it, you just get it, but you don't get it And it drives <laughs> I you don't nuts. get it. and it, you sit here and you're talking about this, and i I just want to shake you and it, Oh, Bob, no. But he can't see where you are on the camera. He can't see you. <laughs> he's just grabbing at air because you're not there. Mm-hmm. It's that's a, that's all it's I'm a saying. retelling Switch. of these classic characters, the characters that Mark Wade read when he was a kid, and he's bringing them to life now with the modern edge. It's out of continuity. You know it's out of continuity because of the fact that they have modern things And they're the classic Teen Titans from before. And that's why I go, I saw that, and I let it go. And I just said, okay, this is its own thing. Like, there's no reason to fret or worry or, like, put this book down and, like, rub your head like, When you're reading the dialogue of Roy, Speedy, you're not
2: worried about him at all? Because it seems like... Oh, he's definitely hinting that he's going to have problems. Oh no, Paul! I, you might have missed the panel where he's like, "I'm rich. My life's great."
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah he's got no issues. for something? No, he's rich. But but this is an auntie's father. We see that later. <laughs> he's or an auntie's a... ward.
2: Nobody understands that relationship. Not even Wonder Girl, who's on the
1: team with them. But it's, but yeah, he could have a bad time because Mark Wade would take the history of that character into consideration with this. Like, yeah, Roy's messed up. Yeah, <laughs> is he going to grab an electrical cord and whip somebody
2: with it? I don't want to know this. Yeah, and then he's going to use that electrical cord to tie off. <laughs> tie off. And he's going to shoot up yeah. smack. Because that's what happened in the rise and fall of Red Arrow. Nobody likes that.
1: Everybody hated it. I don't want to go back there. I don't think Mark Wade would take that into consideration. Yeah, Paul. With the teenage, the, he draws teenage the line rap. between like the
0: hard drugs and hitting people with cords. Like you don't have to worry; it's not going to get to that level again.
1: <laughs> and Paul, <laughs> we all remember issue,
0: that book, right? Like, no, happened, I don't. I bought it, I read it. I don't. If, I don't remember any of if, that.
1: If, if, if issue five happens and that happens within it. I'll owe you an apology. But I you got to get out of your own way sometimes, bud. Cuz this is a fun book I'm I'm
2: I'm saying it's not a Wade problem, it's a me problem. I I couldn't find it. For whatever But you reason. have no
0: problem with that in world's finest Batman Superman.
2: Yeah, because that feels still somewhat happening. So tag?
0: remember, there's like three issues where Dick Grayson gets sent back in time and yeah. Batman and Superman have to go up solve a
1: murder mystery. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it's still Dick Grayson as Robin. Robin. Right. And he has they have history, too, because that that first issue takes place in two time periods of a younger Robin and an older mm-hmm. Robin of Dick Grayson. And also
2: Robin's flirt like had a date with Supergirl already and it didn't work
1: out. And it's kind of awkward. Yeah. And that all worked out for me well. For whatever but, reason. But when you read it, did you read it as a book from the past or something that was in the present? Because there was a lot of things happening that were current day things in that book.
2: I took it as past, though. Because everybody was in their modern comics and that or modern day uh, outfits. And that, yeah, Teen Titans. I have to take it as, a, as the past, but how far back that past because they're still the teenage wards of these heroes. I'm not saying it makes sense, guys. I'm
1: not asking you I'm not asking you
2: guys to to like solve the problem of me waking up in the middle of the night screaming. There are issues with me. I am I have a color difficulty. I wish I was a little bit taller.
1: I wish, wish you I were a get, baller.
2: I wish I didn't get so nervous when I was merging onto the highway. I get very nervous when I mer- merge onto the highway. I wish I could be more calm during those moments. You no, know, I wish I could read a Mark Wade story and be like, "Yeah, whatever's happening is happening, whatever," and take the story for what it is. But I don't know what it is. I'll it's tell so- you what it is. It's
0: great, and <laughs> I have to say. That Emanuela Lubacino art, fantastic. She's basically doing for the Titans what Dan Moore is doing for the Justice League. Like, wonderful, crisp, clean, updated takes on these characters that you've seen thousands, if not millions of times before in other comic book pages and panels. Everything jumps off the page, and I think, much like Dan Moore is the perfect selection for Batman Superman, I think... Emmanuel is the perfect selection for Titans. Like this is great. Like the scene towards the end when they're like walking off of the beach after like Robin kind of blows up at everybody again. Like I see the pain on like Wally's face and he's like, no, come on. Like we're friends. Love it. Love it. Yeah. And that doesn't yeah. pull
1: you in, Paul. It was, it's all good.
2: I'm not saying. I enjoyed this book. It was fun. I just wish I could meet it a little bit more. You know what I mean? Like, who do you think the guy is in the chair at the end? It's it's this book is an eight. I'm saying, no, I feel like it should be a 10. And I oh, feel it's, like it's me that's getting the way of it being from an eight to a 10. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Yeah, I agree. OK, as long as we all agree. <laughs> I don't know. They the got problem, lightning powers, me. though. Does he, or is it just a room that he set up where you can hit a button? Mm-hmm. We don't know. I don't know. If it's, I read his lightning like, powers, though. I'm just putting it, I'm saying it's, come on, it's got to be Deathstroke. Right? I oh, know, he's got
1: hair. Does Deathstroke Deathstroke
2: Deathstroke he has hair? I know, he's but
1: what's he, he wearing? Wouldn't he be wearing his mask? Maybe. No, he's in shadow. He knows he's in shadow, baby.
0: I don't know i I look forward to more of this um John and I discussed before that we recorded if I was gonna pick Team Titans number two for my pick, and I was like no i have I have other books to talk about, uh so I'm glad you liked this one John Paul, I hope someday <laughs> you see the lane all right, guys, power rankings we do it every month if if you have to pick like, you know, top to bottom, what's your rankings for these?
1: Uh Teen Titans, number one. Um, the Hunger and the Dusk number two. Uh I guess Night Terrors number three and Barnstormers uh number four. Cause Barnstormers I would read, but I wouldn't want to purchase it. And I would read the trade if it was on sale, or Paul was like, oh, I bought the trade. Here, here, here you go. Um, Nailed my voice
0: perfectly, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I thought that was, you had your hand in front of your mouth, so I couldn't
1: see it. So I just thought it was Paul talking. Yeah. And well, this is a danger Paul, about me not being on video. Uh, I, I thought about doing the, yeah, here, have it, and do the Gilbert Godfrey voice for you, like we used to, mm-hmm. but.
0: That is a thing that we did used to do. I forgot about that.
1: Um because Paul would always go, why is it? Uh and put his hands on his temples. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah. That would be my pick. Paul.
2: So I'm gonna go with uh the hunger and the dusk as my number one. Number two, world finest teen titans. Number three would be Barnstormers, and then my last would be the uh, the nightmare Nightmare uh, Nightmare County. What is it called? Uh,
1: <laughs>
2: DC Comics presents Night,
1: Nightmare Night Count County. Another book
2: that we read though yeah. at
1: some point.
2: Oh, I know what it was. It's a uh, DC Comics Dawn of, Dawn of DC Night Terrors First Blood. If you don't like, want Night Terrors, people. Go and get yourself a Casper mask
1: Mattress. The sponsor of this episode. uh So, a, Paul, a very. Make sure.
0: You know exactly when First Blood and Night Terror takes place because a lot of First Blood is like, oh, hey, how would everything go with Failsafe? Oh, you know, mm-hmm. you, how's LexCorp or SuperCorp doing? Yeah. So you
2: know when this book takes place, because this yeah. is the current day. That didn't bump it up in your <laughs> in your rankings? No, I because I knew what that book was, I could get with what that book is. I got there. But uh, didn't bump it up because it wasn't very great and I didn't enjoy it. Probably because I didn't sleep well on my Casper mattress.
1: This is a rare, rare occasion where John brings a new number one (laughs) of a fantasy (laughs) novel or a fantasy book that Paul's like, yep, that was my favorite book of the month. (laughs) And instead of, why am I friends with John?
2: I see having me talk talk about a book that ends up with somebody in a shed where they're probably getting maimed or tortured. And that's the best case scenario in that situation.
0: I thought they were just going to the shed to look at all the drones and send hashtags back and forth. My list uh, actually matches yours, John. Uh, I'm going uh, World's Finest is my number one. Then The Hunger and the Dusk, number two. Night Terror is number three. And then Barnstormer is my number four. Uh, I didn't dislike any of these books. uh, I think that's two months in a row now. I think all the books that we've had, I'm like, yeah, this is either like... Good or I, I dig it.
2: I do yeah. really try to read all my books and like be like, okay, which is the least offensive? Especially after my training policy. I really had to lock that down.
1: And unfortunately, Barnstormers was the best of the bunch. I liked Barnstormers. It took me a bit to get into it, but once like the 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 weird turn started in it mm-hmm. and it stopped being so you
2: couldn't enjoy it for what it was before it got weird. Yeah, needed I I
1: it was
2: to get it weird. was it
1: was boring. it was boring. You could was, was you gonna just we, sit
0: there and enjoy it? We didn't talk about it really too, but I do I do need to voice this now. When I saw Scott Snyder's name on it, I assumed it was gonna be a little bit more horror oriented because that's kind of what he does with his Not solo stuff, but his independent independent things. Um, And as soon as Mr. Baby popped up, I'm like, okay, here we go. And then he disappeared, and then, like, was teased again, and then gone. So I was waiting for that, like, horror hook to come in. Like, a terror in the skies, like, ghost plane or something.
2: What's crazy is, like, when I was describing the book in the show just now, I completely forgot about Mr. B. Again, one thing that you guys watch onto. And I'm like, completely forgot about it. It was the least interesting part of the book for me. I'm like, oh. What's the main character's name, Together, It is, uh, it's Bix. Really, B-I-X. But he goes by, I don't remember what he goes by. Hawks! The main character was the least interesting thing for me.
0: Uh, but it's okay, guys, because you know we talked about some DC comic books next week, bringing back the team building exercise. I don't know if you saw that. Uh, oh. for the dawn of the uh, DC, create a new DC super team, five members and a villain. So, ground rules for this one: you have to, you know, not maybe not dig deep, but maybe pick characters that haven't been. As lovingly focused on, you know, could be like fan favorites new, or
2: like hmm? are we because the Justice League is no lo, no longer there. That's why the Team Titans have created the uh, Titans Tower back in Bloodhaven. As a uh, are we creating the new Justice League for the dawn of DC when they come back, or it, it is it is
0: team building exercise, or, new DC super team. So it doesn't we have to be a Justice anything. League. It can be a Doom Patrol. It can be a Doom Patrol. It can patrol. be an it can Outsiders. Be a, a Challengers, an Outsiders, a Suicide well, not Suicide Squad, but, like, you know. It, You're making be, a team.
2: Dawn of DC. Could it be, what was the villains' United Team? What was that called? Secret Six. Could it be the Secret Six? Could be and Secret the Six. villain is a superhero.
0: I mean, new DC super team, five members and a villain. It doesn't say on there your super team can't be villains, and then I, their villain's a hero. It just says five members, okay. and then like an antagonist.
2: Hey, man, I'm just trying to Chris this out because sometimes Chris, I like to, I, I write, I I write the rules, and then you find like the one like weird loophole, and I'm like, what now? And you're like, no, well, at all. This, this is it's what a team was building written, exercise.
0: Like, there are loopholes. Throughout Delore? this, so you can have fun with it. It just needs to be Dawn of DC. Keep that in mind. So, new generation or like character that doesn't have that focus because you, you know you're bringing them to the light. They're dawning. Mm. 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 Mm.
2: And if you want the the top, <laughs> I, I have hope. I was really hoping I had one more like weird internet plug and i have nothing
0: if you want to get the top shine out of your dishes make sure you use dawn dish detergent this episode's sponsored by dawn save those ducks